Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. College basketball tournaments are back, and so are brackets. Get comfy on your couch, turn off that Zoom camera, and sign up for your men's and women's USA Today sports bracket. Register at brackets.usatoday.com. Here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the Buffalo Bills. This is the Bills Wire podcast powered by USA Today Sports. Now, here's your host, Ryan O'Leary and Bills Wire editor, Nick Woten. Uh, you know, I've been saying this for a while, but we're headed in the right direction. Uh, I've been winning a lot of games lately and we're going to take it to the next level, so... You know, this is the, I can't put into words how happy I am, you know, not just for the you know, football sake, but just the, my, you know, my family and wife. And uh, we have a ton of family close to Buffalo. So, you know, thankful that we were able to get something done and, and for, for Bean and Sean, um, Trey's to, to, you know, trust me enough to, to give me, uh, you know, some extended years. It's a blessing. Well, there's Bill's safety, Micah Hyde. And, uh, you know, the Bills continue to cement their secondary, Nick. I think that's kind of the leadoff story for this week. They signed an extension for Micah Hyde worth almost $20 million. So that partners him with Jordan Poyer. I think when it comes to safety duos, it doesn't get much better than Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. And then, the, you know, the Bills already locked up Tredavious White through 2025. So continuing to lock down that secondary, I think that's – one of the big stories, I think the other big story that we'll get to is that the Bills do not use their franchise tag. So that means Matt Milano is going to hit the market. I want to get your take on that as well. But first off, Nick, how's it going? And how'd you feel about that Micah Hyde deal? That's a good thing for the Bills. Uh, it's going well, Brian. And uh, yeah, I mean, going even better for the Bills, I guess you could say, uh, with that deal with Micah Hyde. I mean, I know he's, uh, he's, he's, he's a little bit under the radar in terms of, I guess, nationally, him and Jordan Poyer, they're kind of kind of still snubbed a little bit there. Um, you know, a, lo- a lot of folks thought that Boyer deserved a, um, a Pro Bowl nod last year. And Hyde's first year with the Bills in 2017, he got his his Pro Bowl nod then. Because actually, now that I'm saying it out loud, usually the Pro Bowl is like a popularity contest, right? So a guy gets yeah. one, he usually gets a couple. But I guess that hasn't been the case for these two. But um, anyways, yeah, I'm to, to, your, uh, to your point there, Ryan, it's really key. Uh, at least for the next two seasons, the Bills will have their three cornerstones in the secondary there, uh, Trey White, Jordan Poyer, and Micah Hyde. Uh, Micah Hyde, definitely a team leader, too. Uh, just a really well-grounded guy. Uh, you can just tell. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he's 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 going to keep keep the Bills hopefully churning along for at least the next two years. Um, that's Jordan Poyer's extension he signed last offseason, added two more years. Uh, you know, and uh, we, might, we might see some more contract talk here soon, Ryan, just because of the way the salary cap is. Uh, maybe some restructuring of other guys, including Poyer, going on. But uh, yeah, it's it's good news. The, the Bills secondary. The, the the best thing is that those two guys, just the way they disguise coverages together, you watch them out there. They're great. And the other amazing thing is, and I'll knock on wood. I hope everyone could hear it there. Uh, you could. I think so. Yeah, I think that came across. Our ex, 
yes, our excellent uh, sound soundboard here. But um, <laughs> yeah, uh, the, the Bills have hit. Hey, they've the one thing you can't argue with these extensions for Poirier and Hyde. Hey, these guys just don't miss games. I mean, the Bills have just they they've gotten so lucky with the health of their secondary over the past few years. And uh, here's to hoping that continues because that'll be another another great investment by uh, Brandon Bean and Co. Yeah, no, Hyde, Poyer, and White. Uh, I, I would put those three up against any team in the league. I, maybe they're underrated, like you said, Nick. But I love that the Bills are prioritizing secondary on defense. And obviously, you you have the offense. The offense is figured out. Now you're prioritizing secondary on the other side of the ball. That's all good. You talked about restructuring. And we're going to be talking about that over the next couple of weeks, I think. We still don't know what the freaking salary cap is. We're still waiting on that thing. It's crazy. It sounds crazy. like it might. we might have to wait till the, the official start of free agency, right? So we might have to wait another what six seven days eight days for this thing to come out which is kind of crazy uh we know the bills restructured one of their offensive linemen mitch morse and we were talking off the air nick this is just kind of a kind of a housekeeping type of thing right we're going to see things like this happen as the bills try to get cap compliant and then actually try to go after free agents whether they're going to go after uh, a matt milano or go after a tight end as you've been writing about on Bill's Wire, right? This is kind of housekeeping stuff, the thing we saw with uh, Mitch Morse. Absolutely. Um, you know, who knows? Uh, you know, someone on the team leaked, um, you know, to, to reporters that this wasn't a ultimatum. Hey, Mitch, either you restructure or we're cutting you. Who knows if that was the case or not? I mean, I always take everything with a grain of salt that you hear uh, in terms of that uh, type of thing. But, um, yeah, it was certainly something that you could see that was going to happen with Mitch Morse. Um uh, I mean, at times, his health is certainly the more pressing thing that kind of makes his contract a little questionable. Um, he's one of the highest-paid centers in the league. Uh, I'm not sure where he ranks in that. I think he, last year he was second. When he signed his contract, he was the highest-paid center in the league. I think he's as, – as it is you know, with everything in the NFL, it's, that, that lasts for like 10 minutes. And then, Seriously. Um, you know, it's, it's literally uh, uh, jumped over. Um, but um, – yeah, so uh, him being restructured just made a ton of sense. They're going to save $2 million against a tight salary cap uh, in 2021. And again, like you said, Ryan, I mean, the NFL is really pushing. Apparently, it's because of TV deals. They're trying to, you know, cement those out, trying to, you know, charge everyone a little bit more money because nobody was in the stadiums last year. You almost can't blame the NFL for that. But at the same time, with how much money that they're working with here, uh, you, you also, you know, you can't blame them for everything. Oh, that's wrong. <laughs> but anyways, if it falls between 185 million um, at 185 million, I should say that the bills are about, you know, between six and seven million dollars over the cap. It's really not a lot of space. So we're going to see, to your point, Ryan, more of these more of these contracts being restructured in the bills. You know, maybe Jordan Poyer, maybe a guy like John Brown, for sure, who if he's not outright cut, it's just this lowering salary cap situation. Y'all better get used to it. <laughs> NFL fans better get used to it. These contracts are going to be restructured like crazy. No, you, Nick. You have to get used to it. You have to write about it every other I actually, day. <laughs> I stand corrected. I have to get used yes, to it. Yes, yes. And <laughs> the thing with Mitch Morse that was interesting is he actually took a little bit of a haircut on this. Now, a lot of times when guys restructure deals, it's not really a pay cut. They get a salary. They almost they get all their money, I should say. It, it comes in the form of a uh, signing bonus and... For the most part, the team benefits from it because they can manipulate the cap and the player benefits because they get a check right away and they really don't give away a lot of money. But we're actually starting to see guys take haircuts like Ben Roethlisberger actually took $5 million less with the Steelers in his contract. And Mitch Morse, he got about $2 million less, right? I mean, he could get it back in incentives, I think, I read if I read that correctly. 
But yeah, he actually yeah, did lose a little bit of money in this deal. He actually gave some money back. Yeah, it's um, which is why I said at the top of the last um, time I was talking, whatever, <laughs> the last segment here when I was uh, – <laughs> First segment, Nick, first segment. Yeah, it's first segment. Yeah, I uh, I said, you know, I take with a grain of salt that it wasn't an ultimatum from the team. Who knows? Because, I mean, Morris has injury concerns. He suffered about, you know, you know how serious um, they take concussions now in the NFL, rightfully so. He suffered about five concussions. It, it was a weird situation last year, Ryan. They played the Cardinals, and, and it, you know, DeAndre Hopkins now kind of overshadows this a little bit because of what happened. Yeah. But um, Mitch Morris didn't play in that game. He suffered a concussion the week before, cleared the protocol, or maybe the two weeks before, cleared the protocol, and then still didn't play. And then Sean McDermott, you know, his verbal tap dancing that he can do, he can dance better than anyone in the NFL, I think. Uh, he said something like, uh, you know, it wasn't. It wasn't an injury concern, um, you know, and it wasn't also performance based that he said. So it's kind of like, well, we'll, we'll, okay, well, there's two, there's two possible answers. Rod in that fence as usual, Sean McDermott. Uh, yes, I was like, what are you, what is going on? But I think Brandon Bean then kind of let it slip at his end of season press conference that it actually was did have to do with his salary, or excuse me, did have to do with his his health. So, I mean, Morris, five concussions. The Bills also, I think McDermott, they kind of got investigated, if you remember, like a year or two ago where Jerry Hughes never appeared on the uh, injury report and yes, then the NFL yes, investigated yes. it. It was kind of like a weird thing. I think McDermott, rightfully so, is kinda, was kind of tapped at thing at that time to try to not get himself in trouble. But um, being kind of revealed that, yeah, we wanted to make sure that, that Mitch was okay, and that, that definitely had to have played part here to your point again ryan he can get his money back in incentives but usually we see it in a case of like they just give it to him right away in a signing bonus or something like that or they move it to a a, a bonus later on in the deal or something like that morse can get this money back but typically it's okay we're just going to give it to you in a different way like you said but now it's like okay i'm taking a pay cut and and, and we'll try to work for that money back which is interesting which is interesting considering his his injury history no it is for sure and I wanted to circle back to the franchise tag piece. Now we're seeing the deadline just passed. Uh, some guys got tagged. The Bucks used it on Chris Godwin. Uh, I know the Giants are tagging Leonard Williams. The Broncos used theirs on Justin Simmons. So some of the bigger names that were that were potential free agents are now off the board. The Bills decide not to use their franchise tag. I think we were all kind of looking, will they tag Matt Milano? Will they do that? Well, it turns out they weren't ready to do that, Nick, right? Uh, I think it would have been something like fifteen and a half million for the one year. And about that, yeah. Yeah, and when you're trying to deal with the salary cap, you're trying to wait to see where this cap's gonna be set. Is it gonna be one hundred and eighty million? Is it gonna be one hundred and eighty five? I guess the Bills didn't want to go and give Milano that kind of guaranteed contract, and they're going to let him hit the market. So I guess now the question is, are you surprised the Bills didn't use the tag? Maybe we shouldn't be because I don't think historically the Bills use the franchise tag all that often. And two, what does this mean for Matt Milano's future? Is is he a flight risk now? Is, is he is Now that he's going to market, is there a good chance that we'll see Matt Milano elsewhere? Yeah, I think it just... Um... I'm not surprised by it at all. Uh, the last question that Bean was asked at his end-of-season press conference, I think it was his last one, was is the is the franchise tag an option for Matt Milano? He said yes, of course. But I just never, you know, you know me, and anytime a word is spoken over at One Bill's Drive, that I, I take it with a grain of salt, Ryan. Uh, I think you've learned that about me. Sure. <laughs> yes. You get the magnifying glass out, you start analyzing. Yes, I How do. Did he say I that? Do. How did he say that? What did he look like when he said it? You know? Yeah, exactly. But uh, it realistically, it just like was never really an option for me with, uh, with with Matt Milano. I mean, not only is 15 million plus 
a big number for the Bills in a salary cap that we don't know what the heck's going on. Um, you know, it's 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 it, he is Levante David just signed an extension right before we got on this call, actually. And he was probably the top linebacker on the open market. The thing is, though, that Milano was probably the best off ball linebacker. Anyways, you know, he's, he's great in coverage. He probably was, but he's probably going to command so much money in the market that he probably didn't even want to get tagged. And uh, again, while I kind of, you know, sometimes we'll beat up the bills for, for what I feel like is, you know, kind of, kind of lying to us. Um, I think that they actually legitimately do what I, I feel like Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean are the type of guys who would talk to Matt Milano and say, Hey, you know, if, if we were to tag you, what would your feelings be on it? And if he said, I, I would hate you for that, then they, they, they wouldn't do it. Um, I, I legitimately do think they do bring a little bit of feeling into their type of moves like this. And, um, another thing to note too, 15 million, Matt Milano is a great player, has a little bit of injury concern. Um, you know, I, I, I'm going to get the transcript here soon. So I, I apologize. I don't have this right now, uh, Ryan, but, uh, Daniel Jeremiah, you know, one of the prominent NFL draft experts. I mean, he already just said in a conference call today that this draft is one of the deepest for off-ball linebackers. I mean, the stars kind of align right there for the Bills that they could potentially find their Matt Mullen replacement for under a million a season instead of paying the guy $15 million. I mean, right there in a seller cap scrap season. But to, again, doesn't ramble on too much here. Brandon Bean did actually put the Bills in a great position to keep Matt Milano. I mean – the seller cap every single year for the beginning since the beginning of time, you know, it seems has gone up every single year. And that little thing called COVID came and decided to to ruin that. So the bills were going to be able to keep him, but eh, it happens. And we're seeing that all over the place. That's affected a lot of teams. It it affected yep. the Cowboys as well as they were trying to negotiate with Dak Prescott. And I think that's that's kind of the news that's been dominating this week. Nick is the Dak Prescott deal. He, he is now – he might have the best contract in football in terms of how it was structured to end right around when the new TV deals will be in. I will, I will interrupt you here and say I love, this, I love this segue you're about to make. Yes, I love you it. know where I'm going I with this. I feel it. I the, feel it. The DAC deal <laughs> is felt in Buffalo, and it should be because there's a guy named Josh Allen who's got to have dollar signs in his eyes right now, Nick, and I want to get your take on that whole thing. Josh Allen's next deal, ooh, this boy's going to get paid. He absolutely is. We'll talk about that coming up next. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. So Bills quarterback Josh Allen entering the final year of his rookie deal on the heels of that breakout season in 2020. Oh, he looked good last year, Nick, leading the Bills to that AFC championship game. I, You know me. I hopped on that bandwagon. I love me some Josh Allen. I think he's easily top five in the league. And if Dak Prescott's going to get paid $160 million over four years, a record $126 million guaranteed. Actually, wait. I think that was second to Pat Mahomes, right? The guaranteed money. But it was a record $66 million signing bonus. I mean, the way that this is structured, how it ends in four years for, for Dak, so now he can kind of get out of the deal and get into a new deal when this when the new TV contracts hit and quarterbacks are going to start getting paid in the 50s and $60 million a year. This is where we're going. This is where we're heading. Oh, man. I, I actually think that Josh Allen leapfrogged Dak last year, uh, Nick. And if this is what Dak Prescott's getting paid, I think Josh Allen is definitely going to get paid $42 million, $45 million a year. 
and they're going to have to pony up with the guaranteed money too. So I'm wondering what you think about this, how it pertains to Josh Allen and his situation and what the Bills must be thinking. They must be starting to make plans for giving uh, Josh Allen, not that they haven't been, but if Brandon Bean's going to extend Josh Allen this offseason, oh man, it's going to have to be a big contract, isn't it? It's going to be big money. I couldn't agree with you more. It's going to be certainly some big money. I mean, even if you just compare, I did a little comparison on Bill's wire of Prescott's first three seasons and, and Josh Allen's. I mean, their numbers weren't very far off and, Josh Allen only had really one amazing season. He was kind of, you know, not great his first two. Um, they both had 67 touchdown passes in their first three years, believe it or not. Uh, and, and in two less seasons, Allen has ran the ball for more. Allen's played in three NFL seasons. Prescott's played in five. He's ran the ball for almost 200 yards more. So, I mean, even though Dak has him on passing yards, they're, they're really comparable through the first three years. Plus, I mean, in that first three years, you know, Dak, he he did I think in his first season on under center taking over for Tony Romo. I think it was thirteen and three or something. They had a pretty good overall team that year. You know he never really had an electric kind of season like Allen had last year, right? So I mean at this point the Bills got to be looking at this going, oh boy, this thing is only going to go up and up. Oh yeah. But but the good thing is, do I think the Bills are going to have to pay Allen? Yes. Do I think that you know Allen does want to stay? Of course. I don't know how much of a discount that's going to come with, but, um, you know, these NFL players, I mean, you, you see it all the time where it's like it, it, the Dak's average annual value is only second, like you said, right? Uh, only second to Pat Mahomes. He signed the 10-year $45 million on average per year for a quarterback. Only going to keep going up. Dak signed for the second all-time, $40 million. Allen might even like where he might come in the middle with the bills is going like 40.5 or something. You know, it's still going to be a ridiculous amount of money because these NFL players love to just have that like that. I, I'm number two. I surpassed, you know, they, they like that. But there's I mean, no I doubt. I, I was going to say it's even, like a leapfrog. Right. So it starts with Jared Goff and then it's like Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, and then they keep leapfrogging each other. And now it's Dak Prescott. And now it's going to be Josh Allen's turn to leapfrog. And I mean, I think the talk is going to start at 40 million per year Absolutely. i mean that, the talk that's where it's going to begin that conversation easily is what is what i think it's going to happen is what happened with Tredavious white the cornerback for the bills a uh, lockdown guy they flex the fifth year option on his deal um and then just before the uh fifth year option is rookie deal i should say all first round picks have that um and then just before the start of last season they ended up getting that long-term extension done and i can see something like that happening here with alan um brandon bean was on the on the Chris Collinsworth podcast, for those of you who know, know Chris Collinsworth has a podcast. When yes, that episode yes. dropped, I was He has all it. kinds of guys on that thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He had Richard Sherman on. and he Alan Robinson. Asked, yep, I saw that one. He, he awkwardly asked Richard Sherman or Brandon Bean if he would sign Richard Sherman while Richard Sherman was the guest host. I was like, oh, this is, like, this is weird. Good job, of course Chris. I wrote about it. Of course I wrote about it. Giving you content. Like, That's oh. good. <laughs> he, he, he beat around the bush like the expert, uh, you know, that they are at one bill's drive, as I've said, with their words. But yes. uh, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, the fifth-year option route, that's going to be flexed by Alan. I think May, early May-ish is that deadline. Um, that's going to happen. Uh, for Allen, no doubt. So he's at least going to be under contract for the next two years. I don't think he's going anywhere anyways, but I can see somewhere between May and September. Um, that's that's kind of the target area. Brandon Bean already said on the Chris Collinsworth yep. podcast, he said, let's, let's, let's do free agency, let's do the draft, and then let's do this, Josh Allen. And it's really important that they do that, not only because of Dak, but guys, other names I brought up on Bill's Wire were Baker Mayfield and Lamar Jackson. Those three guys, I think you say, you know, Allen and Jackson, one, two, one, A, one, B, they're both 
great quarterbacks. Baker's, you know, he had a decent, a, a pretty, pretty above average, solid third season. They're all going to be looking for extensions now. Imagine if somehow Baker got like, you know, like 38 or something like that. Like Josh Allen's going to go, his agent's going to go, okay, yeah, we're <laughs> definitely getting, we're definitely going over 40. You know what I mean? So the Bills want to. The two things that the Cowboys did here, Ryan, was was set the market and show teams don't be Jerry Jones and put off this thing forever. Yes, yes, Just yes, do it. Exactly. Because they could have saved some money by doing it earlier, and here we are now. And let's be honest, it's Jerry Jones kind of dropping a hint at where we're headed. And I think we all know that in three to four years, like I said earlier, that quarterbacks are going to be getting paid ridiculous amounts of money, north of $50 oh, yeah. million per year. I mean, we're going that way. That's where we're heading. Yeah. These TV deals are going to be ridiculous, Nick. They're going to be they're going to be crazy. And because of that, I mean, even even comparing Prescott and Allen, 27 year old Dak, 24 year old Josh, I think they're going to jump up a year, maybe by the time the season starts. I'm pretty like 99 percent sure on that. Because of that, I mean, you're going to not see Dak signed a four year deal. I mean, Allen's is probably going to be closer in length. I would guess to something like Mahomes signed a, a decade long contract. I would not be shocked if. Josh Allen at 24 got a 10 year deal. He'd, he'd be, you know, mid 30s and still be able to sign another contract if he signed a 10 year deal. It's true. It's true. Yeah. And just, just like my guy, Tom Brady, he, he could play, he could play forever. Josh Allen could as long as he takes care of himself. And, and speaking of Tom Brady, Josh Allen, you actually brought up a, a kind of a funny, funny thing while we're on this topic. <laughs> uh, a trading card for Josh Allen. I think this story's doing pretty well on Bill's Wire. Uh, a Josh Allen trading card goes for six figures, over 200 grand for a Josh Allen trading card. Now, Back when I I used to collect uh, cards back in the day, Nick. I used to I, I had a nice little Michael Jordan collection. I had a I have a very nice uh, Kobe Bryant rookie card collection too that I'm holding near and dear to my heart. But uh, wow, Josh Allen trading card goes for six figures, but not quite not quite at the level of Tom Brady as you were joking with me off the air. Yeah, yeah, I was uh, you know I put that together. One of our bu- one of my buddies, one of our Bills wire. Uh, Bills Wire contributors, uh, Brad Gelber, uh, he, he sent a tweet out, and it was, you know, just the eyeball emoji, I think, of the Josh Allen trading card selling for, you know, $210,000. It had to be his rookie card or something, maybe, who knows, but, um, or at least, you know, he's very young, so, you know, it's a very early trading card of Josh Allen regardless, but a Tom Brady rookie card, I put this story together, and I'm like, oh, let's put this on a scale. Tom Brady, $1.32 million. The For CEO a freaking of, trading card. That's ridiculous. The CEO of Fitbit bought it. <laughs> like, all right. Yeah, all that right. makes sense. So when you look at your Fitbit, you just know the guy who sent you that owns the Tom Brady rookie card, folks. Oh, I love it. We're going to have plenty. I think the next time we talk, Nick, we're going to be really getting into the meat of free agency now. We're going to have to figure out what happens with Matt Milano. Are the Bills going to be in on him? Huge question mark at this point. You mentioned John Brown. Will he get restructured? I think he might is a candidate to get cut. I mean, they, they could create almost eight million in cap space. I think if they uh, if they cut him, and yeah. you know we we're, we've been begging. We talked about it last week. Zach Ertz. We've been begging for a tight end. Will the Bills be in the market for a tight end? You wrote about Johnny Smith from the Titans. Maybe pairing him with a with Dawson Knox having two tight end sets. Uh, there's some other names out there that I'm not as in love with, like Kyle Rudolph, Jared Cook, but. I still want Zach Ertz if you're listening, Brandon Bean. That's that's who I would like to replace. <laughs> but I think next time we talk, now that we kind of know where we're at, you know, the franchise tag, they didn't use it. We're we're going to be in the meat of free agency. We're going to see what this team's going to do. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, definitely a lot of names to watch, especially again in terms of cuts, in terms of uh, especially for the Bills now. Um, 
a lot of names in terms of cuts. You, you mentioned all of them, Ryan, really. I, I don't have to bring them up again. Uh, but cuts, restructures, those things are going to happen very soon for the Bills. So anyone still uh, still following the Bills Wire podcast, which they definitely should because we just kill it here, Ryan. Um, Absolutely. We are going to we are going to be talking about all those next week. And, and, and in between the next episode, definitely follow – shameless plug – definitely follow Bills Wire uh, because we're going to be on top of all those moves. We've seen across the league, you know, Dan Bailey just got cut by the Vikings. The Bills haven't really done any of these moves. They've restructured Mitch Morris and that's it. They're so coming. They gotta, it's coming. They're yeah. coming. They're yes. coming. We got we got about nine, ten days, less than a week until the little tampering period, which is, you know, a whole bunch of more nonsense than, you know, <laughs> it was, Sean McDermott it was just being made, honest with me. It was just it made was, up for Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport to break all the news. I, that's all it was I made know, up like for. The, like these guys haven't been talking to any Seriously. agents or anything. No Seriously. way. No Seriously. way. I love guys, that thing, Matt, the tampering thing. Matt, Matt Milano's gonna sign it. $18 million a year contract, but he can't afford a boost mobile burner to like just call agents and <laughs> call other teams, you know? <laughs> Seriously. Uh, anyways, but yeah, that's so it's, Hey, let's, uh, Let's go, everyone. Everyone, uh, buckle up. It's uh, it's gonna be fun next couple uh, next couple of days. No doubt about it. For Nick Wotan, I'm Ryan O'Leary. We'll catch y'all next week. This USA Today Sports podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.